0: Amen. Well, again, I want to say happy Mother's Day to our moms. We so appreciate you and uh, I hope you're honored uh, this week. Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into our message that we've been, we have started. We started it last week entitled Anxious for Nothing. And we've been looking at this, this idea of anxiety. And I will be honest with you, it's come from a kind of a personal place. I, too, uh, like you, uh, deal with anxiety, or at least where it tries to rise up, and so I, uh, it was in this personal struggle that we came with this sermon series and idea. Now, I do want to say this. Anxiety, I know, comes in all kinds of fashion and forms. It comes from all kinds of places, and I'm not a doctor, and I'm not pretending to be a doctor. But, what I do believe is that everything works in the spiritual and, and so w- what we 're saying is that though maybe it 's medically and if you need a doctor and you need to be diagnosed, go do that i 'm not saying ignore that or don't do that or if you need a psychologist or counselors, those are all great things. But what I see is in the Word of God is that anxiety and or any other challenge. God has an answer for it in the spiritual realm. And we, of course, we want to go to the manufacturer. We want to go to the one that's already uh, that knows us the best, knows our inner being and knows how to help us. And so it's in that understanding that we are going to look at the spiritual side of anxiety. Amen. And so we're looking at this and we've been looking at the scripture. The main scripture of the context of this whole series that drive is driving this whole series is found in Philippians chapter 4. Um, it's a letter from Paul, written to Paul from Paul to the Philippian church. Now, I want to give you just some context again to understand that Paul is writing this from prison. He's not writing this from some grand place in his life where everything is going perfect and wonderful and all of that. He's writing this, uh, he's penning this through uh, it. I don't know if he's sitting on the prison floor or whatever, what's going on, but he's in prison. And so we see this and he's chained. and in fact, the Bible tells us that he's not only imprisoned, but he's chained to the guard. Uh, and some say he was chained 24 hours or eight hours. we don't know for sure, but we know that he is locked down. and you can imagine the discouragement. Now remind you, Paul is in Rome, but he, his hope was to go to Rome to preach, and instead he finds himself in prison. And so you can imagine the discouragement and the anxiety that's kind of rising up. Now, this is the other thing. Not only is he in prison, but in his wrongly accused, he shouldn't be there, but he's there and he's awaiting trial. He hasn't even had the opportunity to, to defend himself. And so it, some scholars say it was weeks and some say it was months. We don't know for sure, but we know that it was long enough for anxiety to build up. When am I going to get my trial? When am I going to be able to share? When am I going to be able to do this? And then when I do go to trial, you can imagine, am I they're going to let me out? Are they going to find me guilty? Are they going to, am I ever going to see outside of these prison walls? And all this thinking is all going on. You imagine the anxiety that's beginning to build up. Paul had some anxiety. And it's in this context, in this idea, that he writes this letter to the Philippian church. And he says in verse four, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. I love this. Rejoice in the Lord always. And kind of like Mama has to tell us a second time, I'm going to say it again. Thank you all the moms that just keep telling us over and over again what we should be doing and how to do it. Uh, Shout out to our moms again. But Paul is kind of acting like a mom. And he says, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'm going to say it again. Rejoice. And it's in this idea that we see this. Now, this, this verse is a great refrigerator magnet kind of a verse it's a it's a great greeting card or a you know a coffee cup great t-shirt to wear uh, it's easy to quote when you're you're trying to quote it to somebody and helping somebody but it's also very difficult totally different harder to re- receive amen uh, when you're upset and you're in a hurry and you're driving down the road and you get a flat tire uh, rejoice you're going to tell me to rejoice. So I'm going to show you rejoice. And, and you understand that it's a rejoice always. How are we supposed to rejoice? And, and imagine always, always, Paul, really always we're supposed to rejoice. Rejoice when I'm stuck at home and I want to do other things. Re- rejoice when I'm battling a cancer or, or a bad report from the doctor or, or I've lost a job or loss of hours on income. Or maybe even, you know, you want me to rejoice when I found my spouse's light or, or there's something weird going on there. Uh, rejoice if my children aren't serving God like I want them to and they're uh, going astray. You want me to rejoice if I can't make my rent and the landlord's giving me a call or the, the, or the loan officer is calling wanting to take my vehicle. We're supposed to always rejoice. And, and listen, those are all really hard cases and really real, real cases that we all deal with but it's in that idea, it's in this very angst, and this thing that Paul writes this letter. He has been beaten. He's been imprisoned. He is not worried. He, every expectation and hope for his life is not looking like it's grand. And, and it's in this idea that he writes Philippians chapter 4. Let me read it again, the, the whole verse, starting in verse 4 to 7. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What an amazing scripture. What an amazing truth. What an amazing idea. Let's go before the Lord right now. Father, we love you and we praise you. I ask you, Father, that we too would give our prayer and petition to you. Father, everybody that they're watching, as they're watching today, I just, Father, I just pray that they would give it to you, that with thanksgiving and, 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 and Father, that you promise that as we give it to you that you'll bring a peace that transcends all understanding. We want that peace now today in Jesus' name. We receive it, and, Father, Holy Spirit, move and do your thing. We love you. We praise you. We welcome you here in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. Pray about everything. Rejoice always. How could Paul rejoice when he's locked up? How could Paul, he, he, how could he praise when he had dreams of preaching and, and going and be a preacher and instead he finds himself going to bed in prison Dare I say this, it it sounds simple and I'm going to say a very bold statement, it's all about perspective, it's all about perspective and that's today's installment, today is a perspective of praise. Now I know a few weeks ago we talked a little bit about perspective and so I told you before when we started this, this series is not that far removed from our last series of Not Afraid. But I think it gets a little deeper, and so we're looking at the perception or the perspective of praise. Perspective, in its very simplest terms, is how you see something. Now we know that two people can look at the same situation and have and see something completely different, and, and have a different idea or a different story. Uh, I, I I just I'm reminded uh, back in the 90s there was these these pictures that came out. Um, I think they're called uh, stereograms or magic eye, but they are a picture, and they have all of these crazy colors and and all of this stuff, and, 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 and you can't see it. You can't tell what it is. It's just kind of a nothingness, a bunch of stuff. But they say that if you continue to look in it or look through it, that another image will pop out. And so I was like, ah, I don't know. I've always had a hard time seeing it. And so anyway, I went to the mall. It was the 90s, right? We're hanging out in the mall. We had some, and they had a, a store where you could go in and they had them for sale, but you could also go in and kind of look at them. And so I'm kind of looking at them, and 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 I'm kind of having a hard time. And the sales associate comes up and says, All right, "Are you doing okay? Can you can you see it?" And I'm like, I, I I can't see. He's like, "Okay, this is what you need to do." And he says, "All right," he says, "Get down in the level." I was like, "Okay, I'm getting down a level." So I'm looking down. I, f- I feel like I'm like. T-ball getting in the ready position again and i'm looking it and he says okay now i need you just to look through it just just look through the image just just look through it look through it and so i'm i'm, I'm, I'm okay all right i'm looking through it i'm looking through it i'm looking through it and I, i'm getting all cry side and i'm i'm like uh, oh, you know i'm looking through and i'm looking through and i'm like oh i'm, I'm looking through and i'm looking through and all of a sudden all of a sudden I'm looking through and all of a sudden I see this panda bear jump out at me. Woo! I was like, whoa, whoa! And then I totally lost it. I never saw it again. But for a moment, for just a moment, I saw that panda bear jumping out. It was something great. This is what I'm trying to say. It's in the perspective of praise. We're gonna have to look through it we're gonna to have to look through it listen when you see it in its it looks normal it looks like there's nothing happening that all the distractions all kind of jumbled up there's nothing but inside it i believe god's word is reminding us that is we'll look through look past the pain the last past the anxieties and the discouragements and the challenges and the what could have been and all that if we look through it if we look through it i believe that we can see a beautiful picture a picture of God's promises for our life. We got to look through it. So, so the very root word of of, of perspective is the word perceive, and uh, the Latin word perceive basically means to look through. And so it's in which lens are we looking through? Are we going to look through the lens of the power and the might of God? Or are we going to look through the lens of looking at this picture and say, I can't see anything good coming out of this. I can't see anything uh, that there's no beauty in this picture. This is just jumbled up. It's just a bunch of colors and messed up and having that feeling or we can look through perspective of praise. Amen. I I want to go to another scripture. I love this in Philippians chapter one. This is kind of the beginning of this letter, and Paul is kind of trying to explain uh, his life up to now, kind of talking to his his friends. Now I'm going to read a brand new uh, a new, brand new translation uh, that you may have never heard before. It's called the B P V version. The B P V version. Now now I'm going to just kind of give you a, just like you know heads up it's not a real version it's something that we just we just make up listen this is what we call the bad perspective version i want to read what if what if paul were to take all the distractions all of the pressures of life and he would have penned this to his friends uh, i wonder if sometimes we don't feel this kind of translation uh, so we'll we'll just begin we'll begin in chapter 1 verse 12 of the bad perspective Now I want you to know brothers and sisters that what has happened to me, man, it really stinks I feel like God has totally let me down I'm overwhelmed with anxiety and depression and hopelessness and because of all of this junk that I've been going through I'm quitting this God stuff. I'm getting rid of it. I'm not even going back to church Now that's not a good perspective but it is often a perspective that we look through when we just look at what the surface and we look at the circumstances. And I'm not trying to diminish. I'm not trying to, to remove the hurt and challenge. But let's think about this. If we're looking purely soulishly, if we're looking at the mind, the will, and emotions, what it, how it makes us feel and taste and touch and all of that, if we're looking at every situation like that, this is the discouragement that we'll feel. And this discouragement will continue to spiral downward. And we will never leave anxiety. We'll never have anything other than, than depression or any of those hardships. And we won't see what God has promised. But I believe, let's look now at the real translation, what Paul actually did. And I think he, if anyone had a, um, had the the right to have a bad perspective version, but he wrote something completely different. God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, revealed to him and, and an experience that he had with God, and, and and he's no respecter of persons. So God wants to have this kind of experience for you as well. And We'll look at that in just a moment. But the perspective of praise that that Paul had in Philippians chapter one, the real way that it was penned, according to the whole, how the Holy Spirit wanted it to be said through Paul, Philippians chapter one, verse twelve, verse uh, twelve and thirteen, it says, "Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served." To advance the gospel. And as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. The difference between the perspective of pain and challenge and the difference between perspective of praise. We can choose to look at the real issues and challenges. And I'm not saying we put our head in the sand, but we can look at it and we can meditate on it. And we can continue to just look at the surface and think this is just the way it's going to be forever. It's just the way, you know, it's just the way God made me. I'm, I've struggled with this and that. Or that's just the way this my relationship's going to be with so-and-so and all of those. Or, this is my body, you know, it's my DNA. I'm, I'm supposed to be sick because uh, yada, yada, yada. We can look through all of these kind of perspectives or we can look through God's perspective. Can I remind you? That God formed you. He knew you before any of these things came to your life. He knew all about you, and He has made a way for it. That is Christ Jesus. And so, if we go to the Father and we look at that, instead of looking at our dreams are all over and we're just stuck here in this place and this time, and we're never going to see outside of it, we're losing our freedoms, and God can't sleep, and we're getting all angst and given up. Or we can look through the perspective of praise and say, God, I realize and see without a shadow of doubt in Your Word. That You never leave me I feel alone sometimes but you said you promise you never leave me you never forsake me God you said in your word no weapon formed against me will prosper I praise you God for that promise you said God that all things all things work together for your good for our good for those who love him see it's in that power of perspective in that idea That when we feel chained, like Paul was chained to the guards, when we feel chained, we can totally get a different perspective. I kind of think that Paul, his perspective was that the prisoners and those that imprisoned him thought, yeah, they're chained to the guard and never. But maybe, just maybe, Paul was looking at it like, ha-ha, I got you. You're chained to me for eight hours. You can't get away. I'm going to preach the gospel, the good news, and let you know what God is doing and what he's going to – and all of it. And who was really imprisoned then? Maybe it was the guards. Maybe it was those that were with them that didn't want to have anything to do with them. It's all about a power, the perspective of praise. Who's the real prisoner? Amen? See, God is freedom. The Bible says that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You are free. You're not a prisoner. And so though, when we feel like we're prison, we need to be reminded what God's Word says. And look at this. Now, I just want to say this that um, this isn't the first time that Paul was imprisoned. In fact, if we go to Acts chapter 16, we'll look at that scripture in Acts chapter 16, but I'll just tell you, Paul and Silas, uh, uh, Paul's buddy, Silas, ministry partner, um, they're they're going to a place of prayer they're they're in this time where they're going and they're doing God's work and they're they're praying for people and they're seeing great things the healings and and people coming to Christ and all of this stuff and and so they're're they're, man they're on they're doing God's will for their life and they're they're advancing the kingdom and all of this and so they're on their way and it's in this instance in this passage that they're on their way they're going to a place of prayer they're going to church. And while they 're going to church, they see this woman who is possessed and is able to to foretell the future, and people are using that 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 possession of hers to gain wealth for themselves, so they're kind of selling her out for people to for to tell the future and all of that well paul Paul inside that she sees the hurt and the angst in her life and begins to pray for her, and she's delivered, and the enemy comes out of her life and she is totally set free and you're like, wow that's awesome. The problem is." Because now she can't foretell the future, because now she's not working for the enemy, now she's been freed. Now they're, all of these people are like, wait a minute, that's our livelihood. And so a riot breaks out, and they get so upset. In, in verse 22 of chapter 16, it says, And the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. Stripped of their clothes and beaten with with rods they were doing the right thing they were doing good listen i don't think i'm so thankful that we don't live in a place here in america where we're going to be worried that as we pray for someone we're not going to be beaten and stripped of and 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 have that but i know without a shadow of a doubt that we've all felt stripped of our confidence because of something that life throws at us i I know i felt stripped of peace and joy because of a circumstance I have certainly felt beat down and with discouragement and expectation that didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. I've had I've been beaten down with doubts and worries, and I think you have too. See, Paul was doing all the right things, and you might be doing all the right things. You might be like, ah, I'm trying," but listen, but I'm doing all the right things, and I'm serving God, and He was still severely beaten and thrown into prison, bloody. Bruised black eyed you know what he did Here he is this these guys They just have had probably the worst Time of their life I mean just You know they're in pain you know they're struggling And they're in this cold Prison door uh, room They're on the floor and their Their stocks are says around their feet And around their hands are thrown into prison It's in this wrongly accused Beaten for no purpose And Paul decides you know what we need To have a worship night and it's in this now that it says that about midnight, on verse 25, in about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. The about midnight is important. This is at the time typically, you know, when you have an ailment or you have a challenge or whatever, it's like you can't sleep. It's in that midnight an hour in that where you feel it the hardest. Uh, my, my youngest son just a couple months ago had an earache. And, uh, you know, he was ma- manageable. But as it, later it got it seemed like it just became more and more difficult to ignore. And, and finally it got to the place it was getting late, and it was time for bed, and it was late, and it was, man, it was just like so desperate. So And I, f- I felt that way myself, just with the circumstances and challenges. Like a year can kind of go about your day, but when we're all at this midnight hour, this time, and this is where Paul and Silas were. It was in the the darkest of times, the, the hardest of times. They're bruised and they're beaten. And they decide, they say, hey, listen, we're, we're, we're praying and we're singing hymns to God. And it says the other prisoners were listening to them. You notice they were praising God. They chose to praise God. That's a perspective of praise. And I know that sounds crazy, but God has given us the ability to do that. The Bible says that, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so the more we're in the word, the more we're hearing his word, the more we're looking at it, we'll begin to build the faith so that we can praise in our problems. And we can push through those challenges like Paul did. So we can praise God while they were in prison. We can praise God even when we are feeling in prison, even when we're having difficult. Now, they weren't praising for what was going on in their life. No, I'm not saying that we should be, oh, thank you, you know, for letting me suffer. No, that's not what was happening. They were praying, God, I I, I praise you because of who you are and who us awesome, and you are awesome. Paul reminds himself, hey, I was totally transformed. God just totally changed my life. And, and so if they are praying and they're praising not for the what, but they're praising for who God was. I want to say this. Praise always comes before provision we've got to praise now Here's a spoiler alert in the middle of their worship in the middle of this worship time an earthquake Happens and begins to shake the prison walls the doors open up and the chains that are holding them back became Came loose in Jesus. I want to declare that over you today as you begin to praise I believe the chains of anxiety and depression and hurt and challenge are broken over your life like Paul and Silas This is God's word. It's his promise. Uh, This is very near and dear to my heart because this is the very thing that I've had to work on and deal with and do. Uh, I face tragedies like you. I've I've had heartaches and and, uh, most recently I had a tragedy where a very close loved one passed way before his time. And it was in that angst and in that hurt and anger and challenge that God, be, Thank you, God, that, that, that there was some, some foundation and some base. And God began to woo me and remind me that he's good all the time and that this was not a good situation, but he's a good God. And if I would go to him and help him. And it was in this that I began to praise God. I began to give him my anxiousness. I began to thanks, give him thanksgiving. I certainly wasn't thanking him for the tragedy. I don't think that was God's will by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not thanking him for those kind of things. I'm thanking him that even though it feels like everything is falling apart, I'm thankful God, I just give it to you. I give it to you. And it's in that, it was in that time that God had me do that and helped me with that to praise and that was the thing that broke me free. It doesn't mean that I don't have hurts and challenges and I'm still not dealing don't still deal with things but I have a different perspective. I now have a perspective of praise. I'm going to pray that over you. This is why this matters so much to me. See, when Paul wrote the Philippians, he was in prison, but he didn't let the imprisonment stop his report of the Lord. Don't let what's happening to you stop the report of the Lord for your life. God could have delivered him. In in Philippians chapter 4, he could have delivered him. Like in Acts chapter 16, uh, you know, it, sa- it it says that they were praying in hymns and uh, prayer and, and hy- singing hymns. And the, and the earth shook and, and the prison opened door. Now we go to Philippians chapter 4 and we see that he prayed. He says, I'm going rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I rejoice. I'd imagine that he was still praying and he was still rejoicing in this prison as he was in the before prison. And he didn't see him being broken out like before but he still chose and he still chose to pen to tell and remind and encourage people to continue to rejoice what am i trying to say the key and important part of this whole thing is that we need to get to the place where we begin to praise him all of the time we're going to praise him when he delivers you and we're going to praise him even when we don't feel like it's we're getting delivered we're I, the idea is that we must look through the perspective of praise, this is what it's going to take to get out of anxiety, to break that cycle of anxiety and begin to choose to surrender and to give thanks to the Father and let him do what he does best. He knows better than I do. I know what I think I need, but I know he knows what I actually need. And he, that's the truth for you as well. He knows what you need. So we praise him. We praise him through the the perspective of praise we praise him when he delivers us and we we praise him when he does it he says now i know brothers and sisters that what has happened to me has furthered the kingdom advanced the kingdom this is the heart we need to get off of our soul and we need to let our spirit thrive we need to let the spirit of god rise up in it because god is doing a great work he's going to keep you he's going to protect you he's not left you He's got you. He's got you. But there's something great that's probably going to come out of this thing. And so he may deliver you or he may walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. But don't fear. He's with you. He will take you through. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and 26. Let me just read the rest of that. And about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a violent earthquake. That the foundations of the prison were shaken and at once all prison doors flew open and everyone, everyone's chains loosed. Remember there was others watching and listening and listening to them and it says everyone, not just Paul, not just Silas, everyone's chains came loose. Do you see the importance? The importance here is not just so you feel free, but the importance is that others were freed because of their willingness to look through a situation and use the perspective of praise, it not only did something and saved them, but God did something over and above what they could think or imagine. He did something greater in that everyone's chains were loosed. Visualize that. It's midnight. They're in prison. People are listening to these guys. They seem crazy as they are singing and they are praying. And Paul says, you know, or, or or maybe it was like this. Paul's sitting there, and it's kind of midnight, like, oh, you know, we got these pains. and He probably is like, hey, Sai." He probably had a nickname for his buddy. Sai. hey, Sai. Yeah? How you doing? Oh, man, my back hurts. My head hurts. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, I don't know. You, are you awake, though? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Of course I'm awake. He goes, you know what we should do? Let's start praying. Let's start let's start singing. Remember that song? What was that? How'd that song go? God, you never leave me, you never forsake me. You remember that song? Let's begin to worship. And they begin to sing. Not for what was going on in their life. Not for the circumstance. They weren't thinking, God thank you for beating us and throwing us in prison. They were saying, God, I thank you that even though our situation looks bleak, nothing's impossible for our God. And I pray that our kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' name. And so the prison doors begin to fly open. The chains became loose. And I want to declare that over you now in Jesus' name. The chains are being loosed. I find that sometimes, here's the key. If we close here, this is the key. The key that unlocks our miracle, I believe, is the sound of our praise, our willingness To say God I'm going to look through this situation. And he's like ah yes I've been waiting for that. I've already made a way for it. Jesus says it's finished. It's done. I've already freed you. Step into that freedom. Look through the the challenge. And begin to receive his truth. In Jesus name. Amen. I have a feeling. I, I just have a sense. That someone today is going to praise him. Like never before. Not because of what's going on. Because, but because of who he is and what he's done for us. And I believe that someone, I just declare that someone's perspectives are being changed right now. Changing from the perspective of fear and depression and anxiety to a perspective of praise. You felt like your hands were in chains? They are being loosed. They are being free to praise right now in Jesus' name mighty name you're going to praise him if he breaks us out i'm going to praise him if he doesn't i'm going to praise him all of the time because god is lord rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice rejoice amen we're going to praise him when the world's fighting us when we're not getting the kind of news that we want to get. We're going to praise him when we're waiting and it seems quiet and still and it feels like nothing's going. We're going to praise him. We're going to praise him in the prosperity times and things are going great. And we're going to praise him when we are feeling pain and pressure. We're going to praise him because it's in that praise that a prison doors are going to be released. We are going to sense and know the praising. We're not praising him for or what? We're praising him for the who. Who am I praising? We're praising Jesus. It's because of Christ. And it's in this moment in this time that if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this promise only comes through salvation. This promise that that God has for you only comes when we have relationship, when we come into right standing with God. The only way we do that is receiving Christ Jesus into our life, the Messiah, Yahshua. He's the anointed one that came to break the burden of separation of sin and death, and He's he, he releases that and brings life, a life abundant. I'm going to ask you that you would pray this prayer with me. If you've never received Jesus, I need you to do this. It's so important because when you do, you become a new creation. You're on a new road, an opportunity. Now you can have that, pers- that perception of praise through Christ Jesus. It's only through Jesus. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for every person, Holy Spirit, that you're wooing and you're calling them back to you right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for it. Now just repeat this after me. Say, Father God, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for all that you've done. We recognize that Jesus is your son. He came, he lived, and he died. And he rose again so that we could have life. God, forgive me of my sin. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is so good, he's so good that the the Bible says that all heaven stops and begins to cheer and celebrate when just one comes into the kingdom. Not only are you coming into the kingdom to have eternal life promised with him forever and ever, but you also have life more abundant. The very things we've been talking about, all of the things that the world tries to bring, doesn't have to bring you down. God is God, and he is ruling in Jesus' name amen and amen god is so good i'm so thankful for you guys being willing to be with us i, I do want to just say very quickly don't forget to send in your tithes and your offerings uh we want to say thank you for all that you've done that you've done thus far um our, th- things are kind of getting tight i realize that the tight things are getting tight here but no worries god's in control and He's worth, worthy to be praised and he's he's awesome and so continue to give your tithes send them in if you need to send them to our address to do that but you can also give electronically instantly uh right on the screen there you'll see you can text or you can go to our website and give that way but just let me pray over your your giving as you do that father we pray over their giving i thank you that father you're the one that provides it, that you've given us the ability to have for wealth. And so we just dedicate it to you. We know that it's only through you that we have that ability. And so we just give it to you. We dedicate it to you. We know that, God, you are going to, uh, re, it's going to come back to me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I declare that over each person's life. They will not have lack. When things get tight, God, you're, you're open You open the windows of heaven over our lives. We receive that. We accept that. We believe that. We declare that in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Again, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for giving. Moms, we love you. We're so so thankful for you. To my wife, Michelle, what an awesome mom you are. To my boys, to my mom, thank you for being the best mom ever. And for all of the ladies that have been moms in my life over the years, thank you so much. I just pray that if you if you're not able to be with your mom or if your mom is no longer with us, I just pray a heads of protection. I just pray it's arms of of love and compassion over you. And I just declare life over our moms. Thank you for being our moms. We love you and we praise you. Now just let me pray a blessing over you now in Jesus' name. I want to pray this over you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for every person that's watching and listening today. I pray that that Father, the words that were spoken are are sown deeply in our hearts. Our minds are renewed by it, and we're more like you because of it. Father, Holy Spirit, thank you for moving and doing all that you are. We love you and we praise you. Now, Father, I think I just pray blessing over them. No evil shall befall, no plague come, nigh their dwelling. That you would send your angels to take charge over them and keep them, protect them of all that they are, all that they do. They are the head and not the tail. They are above and not beneath. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his face shine on you. May you receive the grace and the peace and the mercy as you receive as you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. We say these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thanks again for being here. We love you. We want to see you soon. God bless you. Don't forget to like, share, and comment. And we'll see you next week in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye-bye.